Welcome to the 408th episode of Where the Heavenly Bodies Are with your host, Cloud Dead, the founder of Sky Astrology. Sky Astrology is not just about looking up in the sky or the mathematics calculated differently, but it is a mindset. It is truly a mindset that involves being conscious of the ancient relationships that our ancestors had with the night sky and with the sky in general, with the sun and the moon and the heavenly bodies. And bringing that awareness, these stories, these celestial awareness to the current times and boy, are they forever needed. So today I looked at the date and thought, wow, here we are, the middle of December, two years later, after we came in contact with this life-changing spectacle. We begins with a C. And here we are, two years later, with another spectacle beginning with O. And currently now they're named after classification of stars, which I personally have a problem with. Really. And we there's rumor of so much more happening. Now, the reason that I'm making a point about where we were before in 2020, 2019, really, and where we are now, is that we actually had a moment to pause this so-called L-I-V-E life that we were leading. And listen to what was going on in our own heads because anybody who knows who works a nine to five there's a lot of energy expanded expended to helping others and when you get home you're so depleted that you know it is a challenge to have some time for yourself and this was different when we had the march 2020 decision to pause and of course, it was a shock. It was a shock horror <laughs> uh, situation. But a lot of people used that time that they wouldn't have had before to indulge themselves in things that they were actually interested in. They had possibilities to be supported financially. And so quite a few people learned different things or had more time to research things they were interested to interested in read books some like myself was able to do the research needed for me to actually feel confident enough to consult people using the mindset of sky astrology and the heavenly heavenly bodies positions as opposed to true sidereal or 13 sign plus or Vedic, 
really to make a relationship using the modern tools we have and more importantly using my own experience and that of course was uh, especially useful being in Egypt for that time on and off and having a clear sky every single night and having this relationship with the stars which I understand is not always so easy because of light pollution but <laughs> what's beautiful is to know that it is there every single night and so lots of astrophotographers uh, stargazer also use this time to stargaze and it was for a lot of people an interesting time now a lot of people were like oh we want to get back to normal but a lot of people realized well what what was normal was that normal this perpetual um, kind of rat race thing trying to work trying to make ends meet not having time to actually think and explore and question what you were doing, what life was about, right? So here we are two years later and we have a kind of another shock horror situation brewing, to be honest. And it's shock horror in the way that I think currently, but when all the measures were taken, closing down, traveling from where supposedly it started that's closing down preventing travel and restricting movement there had nobody had died of this so-called variant right so what i wanted to take a look at today which i very rarely do but i thought it would be helpful to give an olive branch to those of you who are following or who can't help but hear the uh, expressions of Western astrology, that we're in Sagittarius season, that Venus and Pluto are going to go, um, going to meet in Capricorn, and that Mars is now in Sagittarius. Um, you know, all these things, right? And what does that mean? Okay, for me personally, that means that that is relative to maybe the aspirations, the Western ideas and values that we were kind of caught up in before the life change. We call it BC and DC is during and AC, please come after. I mean, AC maybe is <laughs> uh, OD. I don't know. That's during O me, Cron. So, but when we talk about shifting, when we talk about being aware, when we talk about conscious beings, when people who talk about vegan, vegan, I don't say vegan. Uh, eating and saving the environment. People talk about organic food, talk about meditation, talk about energies, talk about natural healings. And I feel, yes, this message needs to be shared whilst the, our sun is in a focus and 
uh, been activated by this energy. My moon is in a focus and I feel passionate about this. And because I know um, in the sky only Chiron is currently amongst the stars that are connected to water and that it's always an invitation for me to feel my cup with emotion to let my emotion rise and I must tell you it's been coming for a while and in that decision I made okay we're just going to focus on children because there's hope <laughs> for the future because a lot of people are attached to this outdated system this outdated um language from anywhere from rulership using or I'm a Sagittarius and I'm this the fact is you are everything and you have everything and when you just say I'm this I'm that actually you're limiting that and I have to say because I never really talk about it I I'm curious about human design but I have struggled with the language used because people say, oh, I'm a generator, I'm a this, I'm a that. And I'm just like, okay, so that means you're just that. Or you're you're going from that premise and then you're trying to see if that's true or fitting. I don't know how it works, but I just find it extremely limiting from the language, just from the language. And a lot of the human design is based on the Western astrology. There, there is true sidereal and that's quite new and that could be quite interesting and I think people get a lot of satisfaction and self-confidence from having other exploring other um, ways to see themselves and that is fantastic and that's why I just want to mention and give a perspective about what is happening currently because there's a lot happening and it's not like everything is kind of perpetual. This is a cycle because the um, the BC time began around the eclipses. And here we are in this um, moving towards this opposition of the sun and the moon. And it will be amongst the stars of Taurus and Orion. And Orion is a energy that is very empowering and when you just are conscious of that ability to use this energy between Gemini and Taurus it in my humble opinion makes a world of difference and I've seen it with people who are um, using sky astrology and especially in my own personal experiences but not only that we've got so many energies shifting and this shift are a bit challenging alchemically and they're shifting into powerful positions fixed stars that have these strong reputations and really are challenging the narrative let's start with mars because tomorrow's today went into Scorpio it's at zero degrees all day all my zero degrees family know how potent that can be and it should be lasting for more than two days one day for sure but at the time of the opposition of the sun and the moon 
Mars will actually be aligned with Antares, the heart of the scorpion. And tomorrow, oh no, it's not tomorrow, the day before. Oh yeah, tomorrow, Jupiter will be leaving where it has been for quite some time. The space we call Capricornius because the stars and especially one Albaldi, um, a fixed star, is really aligned halfway between the stars of Capricorn. So we've had this um, integration of air, Aquarius, the visionary, the idea, and the control, the challenging graph of Capricorn and that earth energy and earth and air, of course, uh, need alchemists. They need also heat. They need somebody to apply the heat, be conscious of the heat to bring them together. And it's all about one of the big mindsets of sky astrology is how to bring these energies together in the best positive form. And it starts with language. It starts with not um, labeling yourself because that's limiting yourself, right? And just to explore, just to start stargazing, right? And then you will be able to decide for yourself where to go from there, right? So I do say, you know, don't, because if you want to shift something, you might want to explore another way to interact with what is happening in the sky and also with this shift that came when we were basically uh, at home and people went to their backyards and we had time. A lot of people did stargazing during the time that, you know, everything was closed. I'm sure there was light, less air, um, light pollution at that time. And so we can look at the positive points, the things that I see that the universe literally gave us a chance to pause. And what did we discover in that pause? And use it and be conscious to integrate it or to see how it feels in our body. See if it feels a little bit better or a little bit different, a little bit more adventurous than the pace and the life we were living before March 2020. So this is kind of the eve of um, a lot of things that I see could be changing and the shift literally from, as I mentioned, Jupiter and Jupiter was retrograde. So Jupiter had already went into uh, Aquarius actually all the way to four degrees and then it went retrograde and back into Capricornius. And so Jupiter is not new in this space. And so this is the last time for 12 years that Jupiter will actually be here in Aquarius. And I say aqua because this is connected to water as part of the ancient sea. And it's the knowledge, taking the knowledge, taking the knowledge from Capricorn. It's like the arm, the fingertips where the arm stretches out into Capricorn, where the Albaldi star is, takes the knowledge, takes 
what we experience in this constrictive Capricorn energy, this earth situation, and alchemizes it within its vessel. And with the other hand, pours those hydrated stars, the waters of the aqua into the space where the fishes are, where also the uh, other powerful star, it's called, I know, Pisces is something like Astaris. Oh, I always get it wrong. Where did I see it? Oh, anyway, it's, I'll put it in. It's one of the stars. It's literally the star before Pisces start. It's got its own constellation and it's considered um, one of the main stars. So it's considered the north, the south star. Okay, that's opposing the North Star, which is Regulus and Leo, and then the East and West, which are activated as well for this upcoming opposition of the Sun and the Moon, where we have, like I mentioned, we'll have Mars at Antares, right? So these are all being activated at the same time. And yeah, it's important to <laughs> acknowledge that for sure if you are stargazing, if you are looking up. And also what's powerful about that, even though it's quite funny. Um, oh, it's called Formahout. That's the star name, but the constellation is called something else. But Formahout is good enough, right? And this is really ancient astrology. Um, that the... Oh, I totally lost my train of thought. Um, that this is happening at this time that the energy is shifting, but that also Jupiter is going back over, like before, going back over where it was before the retrograde period. And, and, and on this day of the 19th at 4.35 GMT time, that's 18 of December, 8.35 p.m. PST time and 11.35 p.m. Eastern Standard Time where the opposition of the sun and moon will be and Mars will be aligned with Antares and Jupiter will be aligned with Fomahaut um, and <laughs> Saturn will finally be moving from exclusive Capricorn energy into slowly making that um, alignment with the stars of Aquarius. So it isn't there yet. So, but I'm really happy to acknowledge that because that is a hopeful situation to be in <laughs> where we know that it's possible when we are conscious of this integrated energy to use that Aquarius knowledge, using the knowledge, you know, it's all over um, the, the information that you get that this is a little bit of a, <laughs> you know, 
how can you say a, a moment where it doesn't make any sense so right so the fact is that Saturn is aligned with Albaldi and Jupiter is aligned with Famahout <clears throat> and the Helix Nebula, Sunflower Nebula. It's a lot of powerful, that's the main thing, you know, powerful, powerful energies where we are approaching, you know, as part of still this eclipse because these eclipses have been shouting out, hey, look at us, look what's happened then. Since two years ago, December, if you look back, December of 2019, we had the corona, uh, the corona showing in the eclipse, in the solar eclipse. And that's when all this business started. And when you used to say Corona, you were thinking of the sun's Corona first before thinking of the other Corona. Okay. So what I wanted to say as well is with Venus and that's what my long train of thought went to Venus and Pluto will not be going retrograde on the 19th. They're doing something even more powerful. Well, Venus is. Now, right now, Venus has moved in front of Pluto just by a little degree. And Pluto is still today at 28 degrees of Sagittarius. But by the time on the 19th, when Venus moved no more for a few days, maybe a day and a half, I have to check it, then they will both be at 29 degrees, which is an 11, which is a powerful number, as you know, here, okay? That is also happening at this point. Another, anything else happening? <laughs> um, I think that is quite uh, a lot, but the main thing that I wanted to say, what I kind of drew out, oh, well, yeah, can we not forget that the sun is approaching the galactic center? It's going to be one degree Sagittarius, around, but because it's such a powerful space in the sky, the approaching energy is, of course, impactful, and it'll be um, lasting for a couple of days, because that is where the galactic center is. So what I did for fun, and um, maybe I should tell you where the heavenly bodies are today, and then you don't have to stay around. I forgot. Oh, I can switch this up, actually. Yeah, I'll just continue, and then I'll make a separate segment for those of you who want to know where the heavenly bodies are today. Or did I say that? Oh, my goodness, I tell you. Memory. Okay, so what I wanted to talk about is the fact with back to this opposition sun and moon full moon full earth whatever you want to call it the fact is in everybody's book it's 180 degree separation of the sun and the moon okay now western astrology says that jupiter and the north node and saturn are all in air signs jupiter in aquarius saturn is aquarius and the north node in gemini they say that Chiron oh I don't know what they say about Chiron I know they say the south node is in fire in Sagittarius and that Mars is in Sagittarius and that um what do they say 
yeah they said the sun is in capricorn as well in this time okay and there's no water there's not one heavenly body in water and then we have loads in earth so bombarded by the earth situation they say jupiter is in capricorn they say uranus is in taurus say mercury is in capricorn and venus is in capricorn and the moon even is in capricorn right i believe they say that um i didn't look actually that's interesting what they're gonna see i don't know somebody because i mean it was kind of hard for me to even look to see what western was saying the challenge but yeah i'm rising to the challenge speaking about that um i hope i'm not making noise i did then because i clipped it somewhere else i'm not gonna do it again i mean the podcast <laughs> so let's get down to where the heavenly bodies are for now and where they are going to be um for the full moon which i think i will be if you're on my mailing list i will send it to you but you have to be on the mailing list to receive where the heavenly bodies are for the full moon okay so let's talk about where they are now because this is the approaching energy and there's so much coming with three zero degrees in a row today mars zero degree of scorpio um tomorrow jupiter zero degree of aquarius and the day after the sun zero degree sagittarius okay at 222 gmt time today on the 16th is it should be the 15th because <clears throat> yesterday was the 14th so that's wrong dee, 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 dee. here apologies i tell you i seem to be have been exposed to the common cold and flu because somebody didn't tell me they had it and that's not good is it <laughs> and I feel under the weather okay so today at 222 on the 15th of December 2021 we have the Mars and the South Node together at zero degrees of Scorpio we have the Sun at 15 degrees of a focus later on in the day at 16 degrees we have mercury at six degrees sagittarius pluto at 28 degrees sagittarius venus at 29 degrees sagittarius saturn at 10 degrees capricorn jupiter <clears throat> at the end of capricorn around 27 degrees of Capricorn Capricornius right because it's influenced already by the Aquarian um, stars and and yeah the star form out then uh, Neptune which is all by itself here in the Western chart that's what I was getting confused I was reading the wrong chart the Neptune is 
moving straight because it was retrograde at 22 degrees of Aquarius and it has been previously in Pisces before it went retrograde so it's not like going there for the first time I think the alchemization can happen quicker and that is really hopeful because Neptune is of course associated and strong in and aware of itself when it is in Pisces okay it's coming to the show to the party to the showdown and Chiron and the south node as you know is in Scorpio but Chiron is in Pisces and Mars is together in Scorpio right that we have this water that we desperately need I feeling really hydrated dehydrated myself because the focus energy prompts the Chiron, which is the healer. And the focus is doing a lot of work lifting the, um, you know, say charming or actually dealing with bearing the serpent, the serpent's head and the serpent's tail serpents kaput kaput yeah and serpents cauda that's the head and the tail so those are actually well it's like one constellation but it's been split in two so that's two for the serpent and then there's a focus in the middle of it so let's not make the confusion that is all the focus a focus is working it is a creative healer it is taking action it can do that because it has the power and the energy from being in between the strong Scorpio and Sagittarius galactic center energies. And, you know, why not call upon those energies yourself? We all have some a focus happening for us. It's just a matter of being aware of that and being open to explore what that feels like. And the best time to explore it, in my humble opinion, is when the sun is shining in a focus. Actually, when you can get, so here, that's kind of funny to say because we don't have any um, sun. But I remember last year that the sun sets and the sun rises when the sun is around the galactic center and it's there now. Or if, like, I just felt like there's a, a very special energy that um, stargaze sun gazing gives when the sun is amongst the stars of Sagittarius and focus okay um, yeah and Uranus is at 12 degrees C Taurus Cetus and Taurus and the moon is still there today as well at that time at 16 degrees and um, Uranus is 12, um, <clears throat> Aries and Cetus. And very important is the North Node and Cirrus aligning with the Pallades star system, which for me, like I said maybe before, is not about some alien race or whatever because we are all aliens <laughs> sorry it is in my humble opinion about connecting to where those stars are now 
where are they now where are they now and that's what's beautiful about this time is that you if you have a clear sky you can actually stargaze and see the constellations of Taurus and you can see that red star Aldebaran and then you can see of course the brightest stars constellation in the sky more or less Orion and then if you go a little bit um, to your right before Aldebaran you'll be able to see the Pallades star system if you have a clear sky and you'll be able to see our moon slowly moving towards that today and at the full moon <clears throat> even though it's bright you should be able to see it if you have a clear sky and so that changes you know the ideas of where these things are going to be um and the attachment to false false energies really because if you're electrician and i feel that we are the electric beings you don't want to connect the wrong wires right you want to connect the ones that are going to create a circuit going to create energy right and that's the beginning like turn the lights on <laughs> you know connect to what is actually happening and I truly believe that the mindset that I teach the method that I teach does help to support people in that transition you know when I found out that Western wasn't true to the language oh this is happening in the sky right now it took me three years to get my head around it and i was upset as well i tell about this in my podcast and necessarily i understand people being upset it's like what i mean we've discovered in my community another quite upsetting thing it's like if you don't check every single thing you're just open to misinformation that's just how it is and we can be grateful for that misinformation because we did have time to pause and to research even though I would say don't research with Google because they've made a mandate they're firing the people if they don't get the V so I really if anybody has a really good um, I'm just done with I'm done with Google we cannot comply cannot comply you know that's just that's not on that's not on those are family and kids and stuff Oh, really? Anyway, I'm feeling a headache coming on. I hope that has been helpful, long and winding to kind of bring these energies together in time. So maybe you can be explorative about the basic elements and concepts, knowing that when we are seeing clearly, seeing correctly what's happening in the sky, it resonates with all our cells. And that's part of also being conscious that it's Chiron, the healer wanting that. It's Chiron is the only one in exclusively a water energy. And a focus is in water, deep Scorpio, because it's aligned with some stars of Scorpio still. And um, fire, a focus. So it is supporting the Chiron in Pisces. And now we have 
the south node and Mars there. Mars, of course, is going to have a little bit of challenge because Mars is naturally kind of a fiery energy and, um, you know, it's been associated with Scorpio, but I don't really see that. I think that's kind of old-ish, but, you know, who knows? There could be some element. I mean, there is something between the connection between fire and water. They are connected. They're just different expressions of water as always. Um, so, yeah, we need to hydrate the our intentions to heal ourselves. Our cells are thirsty. And we can do this. We can do this. We're looking up. We're shifting. We're knowing that everything we're told isn't true. We have woken up. If there's any takeaway from 2020 is that we see clearly. That is the takeaway. And you had a whole year, 2021, to see how it actually feels. And now, you know, <laughs> 2022 is upon us. But first, let's stay here and think about what, where we've been. Where have we been? this whole year what have we experienced what have we realized what have we seen transpire from a concept to actual laws being made you can't make that up you can see that you know no matter what these are laws being made and it's affecting people's lives for one person being sick with a virus shutting the whole country down Australia we're thinking of you Australia so much love peace and understanding and gratitude to all you listening I wish you well I wish you lots of love take care of yourselves cheerio Welcome to the only podcast that shares the astronomical and mathematical positions of the heavenly bodies. This is Sky Astrology. No, not astrology. This is Sky Astrology via astronomy. <laughs>